Hello, journeyers. Welcome to another episode of Guide to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. I'm William. That felt so weird. I didn't I did a different thing because if you guys are watching the video version of this, you'll see William and I are dressed for Halloween. Yes. You can go to our social media, you can go to our YouTube, you can see who we're being. I am dressed as Weird Al. William is dressed as a traditional goon bad guy from the 1960s Batman. Traditional goon. Yeah. Yeah. No, as we're so recording I, this. I look different, so I wanted to do something a little different, and it felt terrible. I'm never doing that again. Fair enough. As we're recording this, it is uh, the night before Halloween. It yep. is October 30th. Mm-hmm. So for us, we're still in the spirit. Oh, yeah. If you're listening to this on a podcast app or on YouTube.com slash TalkBomb, mm-hmm. it's November 2nd. Mm-hmm. You're sick of Halloween. But guess nah, what? The spirit lives on. You're only two days out. Okay. If we had dressed up previously, the previous Friday, we'd be five days out yeah. from Halloween. Yeah, that's true. Too early. You're, you're right. You're we're right. closer. Yeah. Uh, but so, yes, Kristen is Weird Al. Yep. I am a goon, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, my wife, Allie, made the costume. It is screen action. Accurate. It's sublime. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Uh, and anyway, I, I, the spirit of something else took over me, and that was a weird intro. I apologize, guys. <laughs> Everyone's very upset. I know. Um, yeah, but I uh, hope you all had a nice, fun Halloween if you are yeah. listening in the future. If you're listening live, because we do record this show live every Tuesday night on Facebook.com slash GTTUpod. Mm-hmm. I hope you're looking forward to a very spooky day tomorrow. That's right. All right, enough messing with that the timeline yes. a little bit. Yes. Um, although... Shall I go first? Please. Mm. Because the timeline will be fudged further. As I mentioned, Kristen, we are recording this show the night before Halloween. Yes. What, pray tell, is that evening called? Oh, hell yeah. Mischief Night. I'm here to talk to you about Mischief Night. Yeah. Right? All right, sweet. (laughs) Uh, All right, everybody. So this is a crazy thing. Because in my research, I found out that Mischief Night itself yeah. is not something that most people know about. Really? Yes. Uh, very bizarrely, this is something that you and I grew up knowing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our entire lives were super familiar Mischief with Mischief Night was like, whereas Halloween was fun as a kid, I found Mischief Night a little scary. Oh, absolutely. Because it was almost like, uh, you know, Like, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, the rules don't apply. On Halloween, you know what's happening. There's like a protocol. You're going to a house. You're mm-hmm. dressed up. They will give you candy. You leave. You keep going. We get Mischief candy. Night. Candy. Mischief Night, all bets are off. Yes. Uh, so Mischief Night, for those of you not in the know, is traditionally the night before Halloween when pranksters <laughs> rule the night. Uh... <laughs> But, uh, though that's something that uh, I feel like has always just been a fact, yeah. I found out that during uh, that in 2013, uh-huh. a mere five years ago, there was a study conducted by Joshua Katz okay. from North Carolina State University, wherein he found out 70% of people do not have a name for the night before Halloween. Oh, but, but it is a, th- do they know that there's a thing that's happening? No, 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 no. Like, there is nothing of note the night before what? Halloween to 70% of people. Is it a regional thing? What happened? It is indeed a regional thing. Okay, um, like a Northeastern thing? Kind of, it, though it goes further back. Yeah. Um, the first ever uh, uh, documented time that somebody referred to Mischief Night was in the year 1790. Oh, wow. When a headmaster at St. John's College in the UK encouraged a school play, yeah. which ended in... Quote, bloodshed? Quote. No, no bloodshed <laughs> yet, though that comes later. Oh. Uh, it ended in, quote, an ode to fun, <laughs> which praises children's tricks on Mischief Night. Sick play. In most approving terms. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Can you say that sentence altogether again? What? There was a school play uh-huh. which ended in an ode to fun, which praises children's tricks on Mischief Night uh-huh. in most approving ways. <laughs> Well, we're saying ode to fun. Is it a song? Like, what's going on? I would assume it's a song about having a fun time on Mischief Night. But I think that it was like Merry Pranksters at the beginning. Right. Uh, So, you know, like they may may turn your cabbages askew. (laughs) Something. You know, like some... (laughs) Something of little consequence. Absolutely. Although, get your hands off my cabbages. Um, And then it's theorized... That uh, when people immigrated to the States, uh-huh. uh, Mischief Night came over. And bizarrely, it's considered to primarily be a thing for the tri-state area. Get out of here. I had no idea. I 
am shocked yeah, by that. It's all like like New England kind of stuff. So Kristen and I grew up in Connecticut. I had no idea. That's so weird. Prime spot for Mischief Night. Yeah. It's a thing in New York. It's a thing in Pennsylvania, yeah. specifically Philly. And it's a thing in New Jersey. Yeah. It is a thing here, right? It is a thing. Yeah. Here. I yes, feel like I've course. talked about it. Yeah. Um, although there are numerous names for it, which I cannot wait to tell you about. Can you tell me now? Okay. Do you do, want do boring your plan. history do or your, do you want? I never want boring history. All right. For I, those I of understand, you, yeah. you know, the, you know, you like, we want to fill in facts and stuff yeah, sometimes, yeah. but like, I've started to cut out that stuff for my subject tonight. I started to write a real, like, hoodly doodly. And I was like, I don't care about this. It's just time for parties. Yeah. All right. Let me condense it into just like a couple sentences. Sure. That's fine. It started out being the night before May Day, which was like yeah. the International Workers Day. Oh, then boy. Then the children yeah. thought that it might be fun to shift it to a, uh, a more uh, challenging day. Oh. Uh, it was uh, before Bonfire Night in the UK, yeah. which celebrates the bombing of Parliament. Oh boy! God. Yeah. Wow, Guy Fox Day. You know it's what that is pretty badass. Yeah, actually. remember, remember the fifth yeah. of November. Yeah, that's right. Gunpowder treason and plot. Um, gun. I think it's gunpowder treason and plop. Oh, I thought it was gun chowder. <laughs> it's gun chowder, treason and plop. <laughs> plop. Um, and then at some point it just got shifted to October thirtieth. Yeah. Um, but I will say the the one thing that I think is worth noting here is that uh, nobody really knows why it shifted because nobody really uh -huh. knows why any of the stuff that you and I talk about gets changed yeah. over time. Yeah. Except according, I read this on Wikipedia, according to the Opies. Okay, go ahead. It's one of the mysteries of the folklore calendar. Oh, okay. Ask me who the Opies are. Uh, what the hell are the Opies? Who are the Opies, Kristen? Yeah. Uh, glad you asked. <laughs> Iona Margaret Balfour Opie. And Peter Mason Opie this were, is dense. were a married team of folklorists. Oh, that's cool. They were considered like, you know, like the authorities yeah, of the folklore that's sweet. of the day. And it's it's kind of nice. It's like a conjuring that's, yeah, type thing. That's right? nice. They're like Warren a team. Yeah. The Opies. That's nice. I you like know? that. Yeah. So I just kind of love that. Yeah. Okay. So let's yeah, get that's to not the boring. That's names. fine. Did you cut out boring stuff? Did you have that was pretty much the boring stuff. That was fine. That wasn't boring. Okay, fair. Yeah. Enough. Uh all right. So let's get let's get real weird with it. Okay. Uh because there was something else in the survey uh that was figuring out do people even know what this night is? Yeah. Uh it goes by many names. <laughs> many names. Do you know any other names for Mr. Knight? I you know, I know I've heard them, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. Okay. Yeah. Let's go down the list. Okay. And then I'll I'll go down the list for fun. And then, and come then I'll back. explain them perfect. What they are. All right. Mischief Knight. Yeah. Devil's Knight. Okay. Devil's like, Eve. Yeah, that I haven't heard. Devil's Night I've heard, I think. Moving Night. No. Cabbage Night. <laughs> no. no. Mat Night. No. Gate Night. No. Corn Night, Trick Night, Mickey Night, Tic Tac Night. Wow. And my favorite, Goosey <laughs> Night. Because you're like goosing people by pranking them. Is oh, that the thing? Why, it's Goosey Night. I must get home before sundown. <laughs> Goosey Night. So I've only heard Devil's Night besides Mischief Night. Devil's Night is the one that took yeah. prominence over Mischief Night. Most yeah. people oh, knew, really? knew Devil's Night, not Mischief Night. Huh. Weird. Yeah. I like Mischief Night. I like Mischief Night. There's something about mischief where it yeah. can range from... You know, like poking a radish that you're not supposed right. to touch. Right. <laughs> I don't know why that's where my brain goes. I think because lot, cabbage I'm night is say, in here, screwing up the way I think about everything. Cabbage is getting to you. The cabbage, got, it got to me already. <laughs> Look, it gets to us all. Um, to to like murdering someone and calling it mischief. Well, yeah, like you know? criminal mischief. Yeah, criminal mischief. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So like mischief night really uh, does a number. I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, and it covers so, a lot of ground. It absolutely does. So uh, Mischief Night is what it's known in basically all the places that I just told you. Yeah. Connecticut, New Jersey, Philly, Delaware, New York State. Devil's Night is uh -huh. like a Michigan, Arkansas thing. Okay. Which is interesting. Moving Night. Uh, I didn't really have a region, but yeah. the, the specification of moving night is that wherever that's a thing, yeah. it's because people will come by and steal your porch furniture. What? Do they return it later? Like, is it like that thing? Isn't there a thing in some neighborhoods where there's like a flamingo that like, it's like a fun neighborhood thing that people steal and then they put it on their lawn and then it like keeps going? I would assume yeah. I mean, I don't I don't really has to be. That'd be very mean mischief. I know, but I think it's also like a little column A, column B. The kinds of people Probably that are out the there person. on mischief night 
I, I would assume they're from a myriad of uh, motivations for why they're doing this. Right. Um, some don't want to be a pain in the ass. Some really do. Yes, yeah, people are jerks. Yes. Um, okay. I have a lot to say about Cabbage Night. I would really like to hear more about Cabbage Night. According to NJ.com. Uh-huh. I feel it's important to cite this because I don't understand what the hell's going on. Perfect. It is a Scottish tradition. Okay. Where girls would closely examine cabbage from their neighbor's gardens to learn more about their future husbands. Okay. So were cabbage leaves part of some sort of weird divination technique? <laughs> Question marks all over it. I wonder if it's like <laughs> the same way that you could like read a palm and you're looking at the lines in your palm that you're right. reading the, it's disgusting, but I think I guess it's what they're called, the veins of a cabbage. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I guess. Is that what you call that? Like on lettuce? I like think of those them as lines just like structural and stuff? things, though. Yeah. You know, I guess I they're know. kind of veiny. Yeah, they are kind of veiny. But like maybe it's that. Which is actually, I'm into it. Yeah, oh, I mean, I'm, I'm into I it. Like it's just the, funny. No, it is funny. But I like the idea of like, I don't know when it was, but like a really long time ago, like Scottish girls like going into a neighbor's yard to read their cabbage leaves yeah. to do some sort of like primitive form of mash. Yeah. That game, you know what I mean? Like sure. Mary, what, what was it? It was marriage. Oh, no I'm aware, something. like a mash note I'm familiar with, but I, I never. Something home. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I do, do you remember being a kid and people holding dandelions yes. under your chin? <laughs> to see if you like butter. To see if you like butter. Guess what the answer is for me every time. You ate the dandelion. Yes, <laughs> with butter. Yeah. I took the dandelion, took my pocket butter out, <laughs> swiped the dandelion on top of it, and I ate it. Let's see if Kristen likes butter. <laughs> You're not supposed to eat it. <laughs> but I like everything. It was delicious. <sighs> I don't regret it. Try again. <laughs> Promise I won't eat it this time. Stop <laughs> uh, Anyway, uh, in rural Niagara Falls, okay, <laughs> during the 1950s and 60s, there was a custom of raiding local gardens for leftover rotting cabbages. What the hell is going on with cabbages? It's happening in Scotland and then Niagara Falls? And hurling them about uh -oh. to create mischief in the neighborhood. I'm sure that caused much ballyhoo. <laughs> that is a direct quote again. Hurling them about. Somebody had a lot of fun writing this article. Conclude hurling those cabbages, you ragamuffins. You're creating much nip mischief. <laughs> You're creating much nit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, in Queens, New York, uh -huh. uh, teens would fill eggs. Question mark on how you do this. Okay. I don't know. You'd empty and refill an egg and have it stay, but whatever. I'm taking like this a needle, I guess. I guess, but I'm taking all this at face value. That's all you can do. Okay. Uh, in Queens, New York, teens filled eggs with hair remover. <laughs> like nair? And yes. <laughs> and threw them at unsuspecting individuals. Oh my God. Yep. That is so creative and so messed up. And it's such it a good excuse for going bald. Well, yeah. <laughs> if I could be like, it's these damn kids. They keep throwing it at me. <laughs> I'd have a full head of hair if I didn't get, <laughs> keep getting pelted by Eggland's best. <laughs> you would have to not clean that off yourself for like a long time for it to work. It's really just going to make you smelly. Well, I prefer not to bathe. Yeah. <laughs> but like points for creativity, but that doesn't, that wouldn't work. Like right. you just, it takes like, you know, half an hour to work or something like that. <laughs> I've got a half an hour to get yeah. off my head. I'm just being a little bit lazy. But that, uh, not to get caught up in the logistics of it, that is such a weird and awesome and like very teenager sadistic oh, yeah. move to make. Like I mean, that is such a strange thing. And I am one, into it. I like the idea of these queens, our dad filling an egg queens with Nair. Yeah. yeah. That's one of those things that um, uh, uh, it feels to me like when people lie uh -huh. and make up something that people are doing. You know what I'm saying? Did anyone you actually know what? do this? That's a good question. But again, they could have. I mean, kids I prefer are to take this at face value because it's more fun. Teens are way. crazy. I mean, teens think of and do weirdly creative and dumb at the same time things all the time. Think of all the weird drugs, like eating too much nutmeg or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> is nutmeg a drug to you? No, no, that's like a thing. No, it is. <laughs> 
I, uh, nut- no, it's a thing. Is that a thing? Teenagers learned that if you like eat enough nutmeg, you trip or something like that. I swear. Hold on a second. Can we just start a thing where it's like if you eat too many ketchup sandwiches. I throw great. up and die. I would sooner die. How many is too many to you? One. Are you kidding me? What planet do we live on that you think I would ever eat a ketchup sandwich? Hang on. Uh, drug nutmeg. And then Google Amy Sedaris. Nutmeg. No, I know. Um, <laughs> Everyone do that one. Can you get high off nutmeg? Uh, yeah. Although nutmeg may seem like a low-cost alternative to other drugs, it comes with high risk, risks of psychosis and death. Large doses of nutmeg cause hallucinogenic high. That's from, great. From ABC News in 2010. No one do that. Guide to the Unknown does not advocate no. doing nutmeg. No, I'm just saying. I I think you should watch nutmeg. I will say, uh, uh, yeah, once again. On At Home with Amy Sedaris. Google Amy Sedaris nutmeg mm-hmm. and watch nutmeg. Right. Um, but uh, uh, even the sentence, while nutmeg may seem like a low-cost <laughs> drug, like, does it? That's not what I thought. So I'm just saying. Teenagers do some stupid creative stuff, so maybe they did fill eggs with an air. Yeah, I, I remember uh, one time when I was a teenager, we went to the library mm-hmm. uh, and printed out the terms of service of MTV's forum. Okay. Which was like 50 pages. Yeah. You know, it's huge. Uh, and then we printed out a waiver, uh-huh. a fake waiver, uh, because the idea was, wouldn't it be fun to cause mischief? Yes. Like Mischief Night. But be able to get away with it because we're claiming that we're shooting some MTV show. Right. So we created a fake waiver form. Yeah. Uh, and I, I didn't know the president of MTV's name, so I just had a line. Yeah. And I made his name Nile Universe. Nile Universe. And I put a fake signature on there. Yeah. And then we were going to do I don't I don't even know what, uh-huh. but just be able to like go nuts and like uh, you know like in the fifties people would smash uh, uh, pumpkins. Sure, whatever, or, or mailboxes or uh-huh, whatever. Yeah. The idea was like, maybe we can get away with stuff like that. Right, if we say that we're filming it for right. something. Yeah. We got as far as designing the waiver, printing out the terms of service, and putting them in the trunk of my car. Yeah. And we never did anything with it, thankfully. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, it was out of our system the second we even like got the ball rolling. Too much trouble. But it just seemed like a decent scheme. Yeah, it seems like a decent scheme. Yeah, you'd get caught almost I mean, instantly. did you have cameras? Um, Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it all would have fallen apart then. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was probably in high school. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, we did not do that. Which You're probably was good. high on that good nutmeg. Yep. <laughs> Doing that nut. Why are we on a nutmeg again? Yeah. Well, usually we're out of chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Where's the Hershey's? <laughs> or, or butter, if it's me. What with my dandelions? Your predilections for butter. Yeah. Anyway. I do you love butter? Anyway. So uh, uh, Cabbage Night is a... Bizarre alternate term for mischief night. Yeah. I don't buy it, though. I literally have a line in my notes here where I wrote, Wikipedia is trying to convince me that this is also a thing in Vermont, Connecticut, uh, upstate New York, Kentucky, Rhode Island, western Massachusetts, and Boston. Cabbage night. Cabbage night. I've never heard of such a thing. Tonight is cabbage night. I I don't know about this either, William. I'm with you. I don't buy it. Yeah. All right. Another alternate name for Mischief Night is Matt Night. M-A-T. Okay. This is in Quebec, Uh Canada. Uh, Supposedly, people swap doormats from house to house. Gentle. Pretty harmless. Yeah. Because most of them just say welcome. Right. Exactly. How bad could it be? I walked out my front door and there was a different welcome mat. I wouldn't even bother switching back with my neighbor. I don't care. You can't. If they they came to me and they wanted to switch, I would say fine. But Right. I don't give a hoot about my doormat. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, so you and I grew up in Connecticut where yep. Mischief Night is the name. Right. Mischief Night reigns supreme. Then we moved to Missouri. Yes. Which is in the Midwest, but still, I have never heard of this. Mm-hmm. Gate Night. No, me neither. Now, this is said to be a night where people will open the gate letting your livestock run loose. Oh. <laughs> which feels like a prank on the, the livestock. That's a horrible prank. That has, like, repercussions that are far-reaching yeah. for the livestock, for the person whose livestock that is. Yeah. I don't like gate night. I don't like gate night. Don't no. do that either. No, moving on. Um, I don't have explanations for these, but just let your mind go nuts with them. Yeah. Corn night. Corn nut, did you say? <laughs> <laughs> Trick night, Mickey night, tic-tac night. I don't know. I kind of like tic-tac night. But I do know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. About goosey night. Do tell. Goosey night. Yeah. Kristen. Now, I've already searched hashtag Goosey Night on Twitter. Oh, good call. Uh, to confirm that, yes, people do yeah. call the tonight, October yeah. 30th, people do call it Goosey Night. And they were a little condescending, I think, about it. How so? It's a thing in northern Jersey 
in particular? Oh, uh, so it's like a weird like Jersey War thing where I it's like so. pork roll and Taylor ham a and the bit. whole thing. Okay. So somebody tweeted uh-huh. going like, oh, I forgot some people think tonight's called mischief night. Hashtag <laughs> goosey night. To which I'm like, like I didn't reply, but maybe I should, and we should get this war going. Goosey night? I don't goosey think night. so. Throw that out of your lexicon. That's I refuse no, to No, I like Mischief Night. Mischief Night it's is the best what it one. is. All right? Yeah. If anybody from New Jersey is listening to this, particularly you Northerners, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Goosey Night. Crap. <laughs> Let's just let it go. I'm not having it. Neither. I'll be waiting. <laughs> you just try to come by toilet papering me on Goosey Night? Me. Now have my you, house. Yeah. Me. <laughs> I'm walking down the street. Hey! Oh, oh. These kids have gotten rough over the years. <laughs> so I'm like in a cocoon of toilet yeah. paper that got me so good. Now, William, have you ever perpetrated pranks on Mischief Night? I have not. Nor have I. I, I have not. I, I've I, been on the receiving end. Yeah. But that's right. Yeah. I want you to uh, share with the people out there listening. Well, we've been toilet papered mm-hmm. our house in um, St. Louis. Yep. Um, anything else? I think the house has been egged. I don't think we got egged. Or the car has been egged or something. I don't remember any eggings happening Okay, to us. But didn't, uh, you might remember more about this. Didn't like, you had to clean up the toilet paper and it like rained or something like that. And it was like hard to clean up. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I was fishing another squirrel out of the pool or oh, whatever. Oh, God. With the TP. That was horrible. I had all the fun, gross outside jobs. Yeah. 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 I refused. Um, <laughs> and I lose. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I never I never perpetrated. I we yeah. got we got uh people jammed a bunch of plastic forks in our yard. As oh well. yeah, that's right. Yeah. That was another one that happened to us. Yeah, I forgot that. Do people do that all over the place? It's a thing. Did it you was, find it, was it in your research? On Wikipedia as a, as I forgot a about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Among uh so TPing. Yep. Which I always knew it as TPing. Yeah, to- not totally. Not papering. Yeah, TPing. Powder bombing. Okay, I'm I, sure what that is. It's like antiquing, yeah, like, yeah, jackass, or maybe like yeah. throwing baby powder in someone's face. Yeah, um, I hope not in their face. I bet it's in people's yards. I don't think that people are doing mischief night things to like individuals. I think it's all house based. Maybe I mean kids in Queens, New York, were uh, putting uh, hair removal. That's whatever. true. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's true. Uh, writing on windows with soap, setting off fireworks, smashing pumpkins, spray painting, uh, and then here's a. a, a Here's a nice little fun tangent. Okay. Uh, because they listed it like it was normal. Yeah. Knock, knock, ginger. Oh, yes, of course. My favorite game. Knock, what? knock, ginger. What the hell is that? It is ding, dong, ditch. Oh, okay. It is ringing someone's wow. doorbell and running away. Is that British? Dick, uh, ding, dong, ditch? I uh, Well, knock, knock, ginger. Is, yeah. Yeah. It comes from a British poem. Yeah. Ginger, ginger, broke a winder. <laughs> they have an accent that's yeah. different from mine, so it probably does yes. rhyme. Yes. Uh, Hit a window, crack. The baker came out to give him a clout and landed on his back. Oh no! So I think the idea is the ginger. That sucks. The baker really comes down, comes out losing here. They break his window and then he falls on his back. Baker looks like a damn. That fool. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> baker looks like he's like a sitting duck. That baker. Oh god. Um. Yeah. So I guess it's a a, a person with red hair knocked on the window. Yeah. Got the baker to come. Yeah. Out fell on his butt. Anyway. Translates nicely to Ding Dong Ditch. So that also has other names. Ding Dong Ditch. Chicken Melly. Okay. Wait, Chicky Melly. Chicky <laughs> Melly. Not that that's any better. Chicky Melly. Chap Door Run. Knock and Run. Nicky uh, Nicky Nine Doors. Okay. Pile of question marks there. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into some... Uh, well, well, first of all, did you say you haven't done any... No, I have not. Yourself? I remember... Specifically in Connecticut, I think, yeah. because it was all it was all very like dark and windy roads there and everything. Yeah, um, it was very uh, creepy at night, mm-hmm. and I remember frequently um, staying up late. Yeah, this was almost like an all year round thing, but mischief night in particular. Yeah, uh, on any average night, mm-hmm. I'd stay up, and about midnight, I'd be terrified because mm-hmm. I had been aware of the witching hour as a concept. Yes, and so I was like, oh, this is when it's about to go down. Oh yeah, stroke of midnight. Cover your face, cover your eyes, yeah. cover your ears. Stuff's about to get scary. Yes. There are mm-hmm. going to be ghosts in the house now. Yes. Mischief night. It was even worse because oh, yeah. I was like, I was like, like, don't, you know, turn down the TV because we got to hear if someone's like attacking right, no, the real, house. Real life people might be coming up to the house now. Yeah. Oh, totally. That One of my like actual memories I can picture is just like looking out my window at night at all the trees and the woods and everything and just yeah. being like, uh-huh. like all the time. Who's out there? Is there yeah. somebody lurking in the tree line <laughs> right. right now? 
going to get us. Right. Um, so a few notable incidents on Mischief Night. Mm-hmm. Camden, New Jersey, 1991. Yeah. Over 130 arsons committed on Mischief Night. Oh, man. Camden's a very, like, it's still a dangerous city today. Now, that's some serious yeah. mischief. That's major mischief. They get the crown. Though, that's really crazy. No, Camden is, like, regularly in, like, the top whatever dangerous cities in yeah. America. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. But, man, alive. Uh-huh. Uh, 2013, Warren County, New Jersey. Okay. Uh, a group of teens defaced a barn with vulgar images and words. The only photos available from the incident are of stick figures strategically uh, depicted from the shoulders up. Only. Oh, my Who's God. Who's to say what those stick figures were doing? Teens are such losers, yeah. and they're so funny. Yeah. <laughs> but in that case, even the news is funny because it's like. That's, yeah. Like, what I wonder. I would stick like, figures only from the shoulders up. Right. I would like to hear what that broadcast said. I hear what you're saying, <laughs> newsman. Yeah. <laughs> ridiculous this is pretty sweet <laughs> yeah detroit uh-huh. uh in the 80s uh there were a bunch of people who tried to counter the mischief by uh holding what they called angels night people went out specifically trying to deter the kinds of mischief being propagated really mm-hmm. i'd like to know more about that how angels night i would assume that it was like a watch group yeah like walking through the neighborhood and huh. if you see somebody spray painting or carrying a yeah, carton yeah, yeah. of eggs i wonder if it was particularly bad in detroit like if it was like we really need to like help do something about this or was it just benign mischief night and these are squares yeah i don't know you know what i mean like were they like forces for good either way it's it's good intent probably yeah but like you know were they like really helping or was it just kind of like you know, a grown-up square squashing innocent teenagers fun. Right. Where are you going, Junior? It doesn't yeah. look like you're about to make any omelets. Yeah. Get out of my way. Get, get away from me. Uh, <laughs> All right. I have a quick story to tell that I, I wasn't going to tell, but I feel I, I feel I must. Can't wait. Okay. Mom, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So I, I still, it's true. I have not done anything on Mischief Night. But there was one night when we lived in St. Louis where... God help me. I snuck out with my friends. <laughs> Mom and Will are aware that this has happened before in St. Louis. But anyway, I snuck out with my friends. It's a scandal. Yeah. We had, I had friends who lived kind of close by. So um, we were, we were going to meet and hang out or whatever. And one or all of us had backpacks, at least one. So we were walking, I think, to come back home. And there's this huge house that was TP'd like crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. they I don't even know how they did it. And at least in my memory, they were really tall trees. And it was just like looping over. And it was nuts. And we were stopped looking at it like, oh, my God, this is nuts. And then we heard like, hey, it was the cops. Whoa. We have backpacks on. Oh they God. thought it was us. So we ran. And knowing you, yours probably did have toilet paper in it. <laughs> It was hanging out of the bottom of it. Um, <laughs> better safe than sorry. I like to have extras. <laughs> yeah. So we had to. She's been giving Charmin in business. <laughs> yeah. Since 1983, <laughs> baby. Um, so we had to run into the woods and hide wow. from the cops. We dispersed. It was a little scary. Yeah, yeah. We, oh, that's very scary. We somehow came back together and everything was fine, but it was the most stressful of the sneak out nights ever. That is a great story. Yeah. That is a, it was see, crazy. It genuinely was not you. No, it seriously wasn't. It really wasn't. We we were just, we were standing there looking at it. We were on our way back home yeah. and we we're like, oh my God. I do like to envision a scene of you in an interrogation room. Oh my God. Like, why'd you do I, it? Why'd you throw your life down the drain? <laughs> I'd buckle immediately. And then you're going like, no, didn't you see? Didn't you see the arcing? They got it over the treetops. We're looking for somebody. Am I tall enough to do that? Yeah. To be able to rocket that roll? They had I don't to be know how they did it. The quarterback. Yeah. yeah. It probably was the quarterback. Probably was the quarterback. Um, but is that funny? That's very funny. That, that would stress me out to know. I, it was. Thank God you genuinely got out of there. Yeah, it was really scary. Hiding amongst the trees. Yeah, it was scary. Yeah, scary. And that was a woods area where we lived in St. Louis, really. There was just like a neighborhood that had some trees in the middle of it, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So we luckily were able to kind of hide out there. That's awesome. <laughs> it was nuts. Um, so a lot of towns uh, have curfews. Yeah. Uh, nobody's allowed out at night if you're under 18, mm-hmm. uh, past like 8 p.m. Yeah. or something. Uh, there is uh, Councilman Steve Sasso mm-hmm. of Allendale, New Jersey said <laughs> Councilman Will Sasso said. <laughs> <laughs> he said by 8 o'clock at night there's no reason why you couldn't be done with your trick-or-treating. 
It's dark Eight by then. O'clock. It's dark by then, and the curfew is done in the interest of public safety. Most importantly, it came at the request of the chief of police. Oh, most importantly. <laughs> most importantly. Uh, and in Garfield, New Jersey, they've had an annual curfew uh-huh. uh, around Halloween night for decades. Yeah. Uh, here's a, a quote from uh, city clerk Andrew Pavlika. For Goosey Night, it's to encourage kids I to get home and not cause havoc. I can't believe Goosey Night is such a thing that politicians are saying Goosey Night. Get home, I've kids. I've heard of such a thing. I know it's Goosey Night, but you can have your fun in the and daytime. What time is that curfew? Uh, I think probably around the same, like 8 o'clock. 8 is early. Like it Some parents early. probably only get home from work at like 6. Although kids start trick-or-treating at like... That's true. They do go really early. Noon. Yeah. It, it, it really is a little crazy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a lot of these curfews are not only for tonight, the 30th, but also uh, Halloween night itself. Right. And even November 1st. They want to be careful. November 1st? November 1st. That is so weird. That just feels like paranoia. Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah. It absolutely does. And the final... A most terrifying piece of information I have to share with you. If you were in doubt of the evil that lurks on the 30th of October, yeah. Mischief Night, I'll just put it this way. In the movie The Crow, <laughs> Eric Draven becomes infused with the power of a winged bird on Mischief Night. He returns to the earthly plane. That just goes to show you the power of this night. Mm. The devil's night. Finn. <laughs> Petui. <laughs> oh. I just spit in Will's little costume hat. Well. <laughs> uh, there you go. That's Mischief Night. Sweet. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. I love Mischief Night. Like, it just feels different. It feels different. Earlier today, I realized it was Mischief Night Day, and I was like, ooh. Mischief Night Day. Yeah. Uh, it occurred to me I wanted Although, to Although, now that I'll be, like, walking outside with my dog by myself, I wonder if I'm always scared of Mischief Night. I don't remember. But kidding. now that I think about it, I bet I'm going to be a little nervous when I'm walking crummy later. I'm not joking around. I'm a sizable boy. Yeah. <laughs> At like five this afternoon, I was walking Molly around the neighborhood and I heard like a car start and I like, <laughs> turned about. May as well be 90 years old, you know? Well, getting I- egged, <laughs> getting toilet papered. If you were walking down the street and you saw me and we like wave at each other from far away, yeah. and then a group of youths accost me and cover me in toilet paper and eggs. Ow, Kristen, help me. <laughs> They're getting me. They're getting me. They're getting me. I think my big sister's strength would kick in. I'm kind of a weenie, but I think I would go running. Leave them alone. (laughs) (laughs) They get you too. I know. That's what would happen. I would run toward the danger because I'd be like, hey, get off my little brother. They're getting me. Because the getting is just like a so thing vague. we know. Yeah. So they're getting me. They're getting me. We just know that means it means bad. It's bad. That's all. They're getting me. They're getting me. Get off my brother. <laughs> That's my little brother. <laughs> we both get our asses kicked. <laughs> Limping home covered in TP and eggs. Yeah. Hairless. Just another Tuesday for old Chrissy. <laughs> it happened again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. There you go. Oh, God. That Woo. was good. Woo. Woo. That was fun. Ooh. Okay. So I'm going to take us to the high seas. Mm. William, what do you think you know about the Queen Mary, if anything? Wow. I, 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 the, the only association I have with it is Arrested Development. Remind That's me. That's all I have. Uh, there, there's a club called the Queen Mary. Oh, duh. Okay. Yeah, 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 buys. Yes. Uh, and then, uh, uh, Bobby and I, my long time, yep. time writing partner, we wrote a spec script of Arrested Development, meaning like we just did it on our own. Uh, but you can find it. It's on Talkbomb. If you, there's a search bar yeah. search for Arrested Development. It's called the Queen Mary. Mm-hmm. So my associations are not in the realm of the macabre. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so mine are okay. The Queen Mary is this humongous ship that's supposed to be super haunted. So now it's parked in Long Beach, California, and it's basically just a hotel they use as now because it's like humongous. It's like a giant cruise ship. Um, so it doesn't go out to sea anymore. Okay, but they still use it for its purposes, but just on dry land. Okay, so it's so, just like a boat you can hang out on. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um. So it originally was a luxury cruise that left from um from England. And it's pretty humongous. It could carry over 2,000 passengers and over 1,000 staff. 
Um, it had pools, a squash court, a small <laughs> hospital, five dining areas, two cocktail bars, and a grand ballroom, plus its accommodations. I love so that. especially for the time, which was like, it came out in, like I think it was 1936 that it it kind of made its grand debut. Like that was a really big deal. So yeah. like a lot of celebrities and sort of like rich muckety muck people went on this thing. Then when world war two happened, they were like, we have this giant ship that we can use. And they started using it to transport, ch- uh, a- uh, troops oh. and allies and things like that. Interesting. So they, they repainted it. They painted it gray as opposed to like, it's more like cheery, whatever it was. I'm not sure. It's not, it's not like it was like psychedelic, but no, yeah. painted it gray for stealth and nicknamed it the gray ghost. Oh my God. Because there's this huge kind of fast ship that would just, you know, go from one place to another undetected. That is a wonderful juxtaposition of things. Isn't it crazy? Opulence mm-hmm. and splendor. Right. And then, uh, 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 dingying it up mm-hmm. at least the outside it's funny i'm sure that i that there probably is information about this somewhere but i didn't come across it i wonder if it was still like as fabulous inside i guess i would i would imagine it was like was there a chandelier in the ballroom and everything like it's kind of crazy and then when the war ended they use it as a luxury cruise a cruise again i i love this i love this already this is it's like very the, cool. the shining on the high seas yes uh, is. this is wonderful yeah it's very very cool so they started using it as a luxury cruise line again but when airplane travel became a thing it started to wane in popularity yeah. so that's when in 1967 they decided to dock it and use it as a hotel because it's still this like amazing work of architecture and art and yeah. still something that's like super posh and like a cool place to stay. Um, but people just didn't want to actually travel that way anymore. So it became yeah. more of just like a destination as opposed to a mode of transportation. Um, and so I got the bulk of my information from tonight from unsolved mysteries. Cool. One of my oh. favorite shows ever. That's where I first found out about the queen Mary. I supplemented it with a little bit of research that I'll get to at the end. But the fact that I'm about to state is from unsolved mysteries, which was in the eighties. Yeah. And they said that over this time that there were 49 recorded deaths in the queen Mary. Oh my God. <laughs> for various reasons. Yeah. So, which I will go into. So it is supposed to be a very haunted place. It's one of those places like, you know, how there are a million different things that say that they're the most haunted blank in America. Right. It's one of those places that's the most haunted place in America, ship in America, whatever. Sure. It's super haunted. And there have been stories about it like forever. So I remember seeing this episode when I was a kid. It's episode four of season one. If any of you guys want to look it up, on um, Unsolved Mysteries is streaming on Amazon Prime. Yeah. So if you have I Prime, you can watch, watch it for free. That. I watch it like semi regularly. I can not you a download ton, but... stuff. Like I, I'm going to be on a flight. I don't know if you can download on Prime. Maybe I'm gonna try that. You should. It's so good. That would be a it, good excuse to to like be plunked down and yeah, like be able to get spooky. Yeah, it yeah. remains one of my favorite shows ever. I love cool. it so much. Um. So yeah. So watch it. Uh, season one, episode four is it has the Queen Mary is the first subject of it, but it's all good. So I'm gonna tell you some of the stories that they talked about on on Unsolved Mysteries, and I'll catch you up to where we are kind of today with the Queen Mary. Alrighty. So they open in Unsolved Mysteries. Let me paint you a picture. First of all, in early Unsolved Mysteries, they kind of stopped this practice later on in the program. Very often, the people doing the reenactments that Unsolved Mysteries is kind of famous for were the people who were the real people who were being interviewed about the story. (laughs) So the acting is even weirder than it is later because they're not actors. So in this, what I'm about to tell you, a waitress... What do you mean there's a ghost on the boat? It's so... (laughs) Good. So this waitress on the Queen Mary said that she brought a cup of coffee to a woman who was in one of the dining areas and she was fascinated by her dress. She said she had this really pretty dress on that was kind of like almost looked like she was going to like a late afternoon cocktail hour sort of thing. And um, she said that she had no makeup on. Her hair was kind of rolled back and she was just like this unique looking woman. And she was just kind of like she just noticed it when she dropped the coffee. And then she, they didn't talk at all or anything. And then she walked about 10 feet away. She turned around. No one was there. Mm. And so I can't recommend enough watching it. So it's just this, this lady, this waitress who isn't an actress, just like walking up to a lady. And she's like, and then I just looked at her. And so it's just woman with a blank face, just like, huh? Just like staring at an actress on the screen. It's so good. Awesome. I'm definitely describing how you had to see a thing, but it's really, no, really great. It's worth it. I, I will be watching this. Yes. 
Um, another thing was that there was a marine engineer who worked on the ship from the time it was docked in 1967, I think to the time that they were filming Unsolved Mysteries. It seemed like he was still doing it. So he's yeah. probably doing it for like 15 to 20 years, maybe. And so he had to go all over and inside the ship, like in the deepest parts of the ship, because he's fixing things all the time. So he said that there were several times where he was in this one part of the ship that was kind of like deep in the belly of the beast where he would hear the sound of horrific like metal tearing just like mm. these loud loud sounds the sound of water rushing like as if there was a tear in the ship and water was rushing in and men screaming and first of all he thought he was crazy and the interesting thing about this is this i mean people say this in a lot of shows and specials or books or just like a lot of people who are either talking about their paranormal experience Experiences or people who are investigators, I feel like are very regularly like, I'm a normal person. I'm a skeptic. I've never seen any of this stuff before. Um, these people in it didn't seem more or less credible than anybody else, I yeah. guess. But like, I have to say, like, again, they did seem like just normal people who were like, look, I didn't, I thought it was crazy. I just thought I was hearing things. So I don't want to tell anybody. This is just like a guy who's probably in his 50s, who's an engineer who was like, I don't know what the deal is. Man. And that is my favorite kind of paranormal story when somebody's just yeah. going like, Hey, I, I'm only telling you what I experienced. Like, I don't even know if I believe it, but like, I this is this is what I heard. Yeah, that's that's the well, I should say half the people in this Queen Mary episode. I'll get to the rest of it later, but a little great. bit. But the people who work on the ship, um, who are talking about these things, pretty much were all like, I've never experienced anything like it. I can't explain it. All I can say is that this is what I saw. I yeah. don't know if I believe in ghosts, but I, I believe in what I saw or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, this guy is kind of like that. And um, he said he was just kind of crazy. And then eventually he read an article about how the Queen Mary collided with a British ship that was actually kind of its escort. Like it was, it was sort of like leading them all, like you're doing a carpool, I think, hmm. um, to where they were going. Because also the British were allies. So we kind of had some British people that we were working with or whatever. And they had an accident at night. The Queen Mary sliced that British ship in half. Oh, my God. And 293 men died. Oh, my God. Yeah. Terrible. So he said when he read that, yeah. he wonders if it's kind of like, well, he didn't say this, but basically what he's saying is that kind of like somehow the recording of that event is in the Queen Mary and he has heard that going on basically because it caused it and it was involved in it. Yeah. It's a body count associated with the Queen Mary. It's a, an yeah. echo. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, so there are two areas in particular that seemed, at least in the Unsolved Mysteries episode and some things that I read, to have the most activity. The pool and the shaft alley. So I'll tell you about the pool first. All right. So um, these are sections in the Unsolved Mysteries episode that, again, I'll stop saying it, but I just recommend it highly you watch it because they're using 80s special effects that are delightful. Yeah. Also reenacted by the women who experienced them, and they do a great job. I believe her name is Kathleen Love or Kathy Love, and she acts the hell out of the piece. That's a good so, name. I know. She's oh, she a good really, lady. Like, she sank her teeth into it? Yeah. No, I mean, she's fine. She didn't ham it up too bad, but know. it's just it's fun. So... um. She said that one time she saw a woman standing by the first class pool and the reenactment showed a lady in full bathing costume, like regalia, like kind of like a, a onesie, like a strong man who'd be like lifting a weird dumbbell um, about to jump in. So it was somebody be like, hut, 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 like kind of squatting and like getting ready to go in. She said that she saw this woman in black and white, that the like she was co colored black and white. Basically, like as though she were plucked from an old movie or something uh -huh. like we've seen in movies before, I think. 1408. Yes, 1408. That's right. And um, she was like, uh, what the hell is that? So she walked a little closer. Person isn't there. <laughs> What's the deal? Oh, I love it. Again, Kathy Love, this time with an employee who she was working with, were at the pool and they heard the sound of giggling. Now, in the Unsolved Mysteries show, the girl who's doing the giggling sound is going nuts. She's like moaning mortal, being like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like really laughing a lot. I, I wonder if when Kathy Love watched this, she was like, well, that seems to be a little more than what I heard, but okay. Bit um, much. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? So she said that they heard giggling, her and this guy. Then they saw splashing in the pool, just out of nowhere, the pool splashing. Then the splashing stops, but the giggling is continuing. And then another excellent special effects it's very choppy it's not the way that a person walks where it's flowing it's like meh, 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 meh. they see they watched wet footprints small ones 
going toward the locker room on the tile. Bing, bong, bing, bong, bing. <laughs> this, this is, there's something classy about this kind of depiction of ghosts. Yeah. That uh, I associate specifically with like anything 90s or earlier. Mm-hmm. That I feel like maybe people wrote off as being silly. Yeah. So they don't really do it anymore. I also feel maybe. Like maybe a lot of ghost storytelling isn't like popular these days. I don't know. Actually, I guess you're kind of right. There aren't that many ghost storytelling things. There are a lot of ghosts investigating things. Yes. Paranormal Witness, I don't know if that's on anymore, but I've talked about it on this show before. It's my favorite modern, like, scary ghost storytelling show. Actually, I watch a lot of ghost storytelling shows, but I don't know if any of them are on in 2018. Yeah. Paranormal Witness is excellent and genuinely scary. Like, some of the only stuff I've watched... Um, as an adult where I've been scared and nervous watching it. The reenactments are so good and not corny. Huh. The stories are really good. It's great. So I watch Paranormal Witness and I really love that. I love celebrity ghost stories and I love The Haunting of, which is basically they take a celebrity ghost story and then go to the location with that celebrity right. with psychic medium Kim Russo, also known as The Happy Medium. <laughs> um, the Happy so Medium. I love it. So there I, you know, I'm I'm all over the place. But yeah, maybe you're right. I mean, there have been storytelling shows more recently, but I think those shows that I all still watch online and on demand are reruns. I don't know if there are a lot of them currently today. Well, even like in movies and stuff, I, I would fully endorse and support a movie where they show like wet footprints of a ghost. Yeah, yeah. Appearing step by step walking toward you. Like there's something campy about that that feels very Vincent Price yes. type thing. Yes. But I would love to see that in but like can, yeah. HD clarity. Right. You know, like like amazing, you know, visuals. That would be really impressive. That I wonder really if people enjoyable. think it's not as scary anymore or something like that. Oh, but it really, you know what I mean? It, but it, it totally is. is. But I think just like with everything kind of being extreme. We have like 3D. We have this. Like there aren't a lot of, you're right, just classic ghost story mm. movies before. You know what I'm thinking of? Um, what's that movie with Nicole Kidman? The Others? The others. Yeah, the yeah, others. yeah. That's kind of like that, right? Isn't that kind of like a classic ghost story? I've only seen that once and I don't really remember it. Yeah, I don't but know. I that, think that's it either is. late 90s or early 2000s. Though. I think Still, it's probably early 2000s. On 20 years. I know. You know. I've been thinking that I want to watch that and I want to watch the movie What Lies Beneath. Ooh, I watched What Lies Beneath, Harrison Ford and... Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm -hmm. I watched that probably, you know, eight years ago, probably a long time ago. Yeah. But I was, I was, I was impressed. Yeah. It's, there's I remember being really it. good. I remember people making fun of it a lot, too. Yeah. But it was, it was surprising. Yeah, surprising those... Yeah, I love just like a classic ghost story. Love it. Like love that. It. I, yeah. A lot of ghosts to me, I associate with sadness. There's uh -huh. something that's inherently... A lot of metaphors in, in ghost yeah. storytelling is about... Uh, like, they talk about ghosts having... Um, unfinished business mm -hmm. so a lot of ghost storytelling is about um about being literally haunted by your past yeah um so a lot of them end up being kind of sad yeah totally tales but i i've always loved ghosts yeah me too straight up straight up no frills yeah ghosts yeah i, I love it yeah obviously i've never really thought about it, but i guess that's that must be one of my favorite genres of, of things. things i watch a ton of ghost stuff very yeah. scary very scary very sad very emotional yeah overall. absolutely yeah. and just interesting and also like a little bit real worldy you know yeah. what i mean like even if you know it's you know people have different beliefs and whatever but like demons and stuff are cool and scary but they're a little bit more removed like ghosts yeah. are just people yes who are gone it's, so it seems a little bit more like relatable like it could be happening to there's you there's something psychological about yeah. it. you're dealing with people's you know mental states mm -hmm. almost, you know exclusively there's no physicality right, there right uh the sixth sense mm -hmm. another yes. very morose but very powerful yeah and very scary still mm -hmm. ghost story yeah that, that's i also want to rewatch the sixth sense that was on my list of movies to watch for october um and i didn't get around to it i i, I might be on board for a watching myself because okay. the more that i think about it there are a lot of moments in that movie yeah that are uh uh, frightening because yeah. you don't understand what's happening right but when you drill deeper it's mm -hmm. kind of like sad and you're almost on the ghost well, side. Well, I think of The Sixth Sense as being very sad. I think I'd be kind of surprised watching because I don't even remember it that well to tell you the very truth. Very somber all yeah. the way through. But there's like a moment where uh, Haley Joel Osment finds a crawl space uh -huh. and uh, a bunch of bullies put him in the crawl space and oh, shut no. the door. Uh -huh. And to Haley Joel Osment, who can see dead people, right. uh, he hears somebody in the crawl space with him yeah. going like, they put me in here. You've got to get me out of here. And like screaming, like, let me out of here. Oh, God. Uh, and then Haley Joel Osment comes out and he can hear the person pounding on the door from the inside. Ugh. And so it's scary as yeah. hell. Yeah. But then when you understand that 
a lot of the people who linger on the physical right. plane are here because right. they couldn't emotionally move on. Mm-hmm. It takes it's a, sad. It, yeah. Oh, that that might be the that might be the most recent. Yeah. Beautiful looking traditional ghost story. That yeah. might be the one. Yeah. That's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm trying what it, I feel like I Oh, Claire, the book by Liz Sauer. Yes. Um was a really great just Absolutely. traditional ghost story. Absolutely. It hits yeah. that it hits that button. It, mm-hmm. it I that was I think one yeah. of the reasons why I was so like like dove It's in great. It. Yeah. Cuz it has that that like it's you're scared. Mm-hmm. I think that's important too cuz like yeah. as much as like I do tend to I think relate to and side with the ghost uh-huh. which is kind of silly cuz they're in usually the villain of their stories. Right. Um it's important to like uh empathize mm-hmm. but be scared of them oh, yeah, at the same absolutely. time. And yeah, clear to that. You can feel bad for somebody and also be like this is a live wire. At the yeah. same time, you're still a little bit I understand. I feel bad for you, but, but please leave me alone yes. and get away from me. Please right don't now. hurt me. Right. Totally. Um so yeah, so the other place that's super haunted in um and the Queen Mary is Shaft Alley. So I don't totally understand the name of it. it. I saw it on Unsolved Mysteries. It's a little alley. Shaft must have something to do with the inner workings of a boat. Who knows? Yeah. But, it's um, like a place where there are only shafts. Yeah. Like Shaft Alley. No, I don't know how to describe it. Just like a little, it, it, almost like a gangplank kind of thing. Like okay. a little skinny area to walk. And I also don't understand this part that well, but we'll just take it for what we need to know from it and move on. So there was a fire drill and a man named John Petter was crushed to death by a door, like a water sealed door or something it said. Wow. I, yeah. Um, and this is an area that's deep within the ship that this happened. So they do tours all over the ship as well. And employees and tour members have seen a man who they think is John Petter, a guy wearing blue cover, cover, coveralls who has a beard and there was a story in unsolved mysteries again reenacted by the woman who was telling it who was a tour guide who was working a shift which was like i think basically almost like walking behind the actual tour and making sure there weren't any lingerers and they were like closing up for the night i think it was like the last tour of the night or something like that so they show her going up the escalator which is insane to me that there are escalators and boats <laughs> yeah, i've never been funny. on a um a cruise ship or anything i only went on a boat for the first time, like this summer or we something. Take a cruise. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Kristen, I'm telling you, yeah, I didn't want to, and I loved it. We got to yeah, take a cruise, maybe. Um, so she was on an escalator, and she turned around, and there was this man standing directly behind her, like on the stair next to her, and she was like, "Oh God, that doesn't seem right." What face forward, turn back around, and he was gone. Ooh. So she thinks that that was probably John Petter, right? Um, so on the episode of Unsolved Mysteries, like I said, there are a lot of people who worked on the Queen Mary who were very much like. Yeah, I know it's crazy, but this is just what I saw. I'm just telling you my experience. And then there were people who they brought in to investigate. So they had Unsolved Mysteries had some ghost investigators come in. And they also did this segment. I wonder if they thought this was going to be better. And then they had to like cut it because there wasn't much there. Because they basically do this setup where you think that there's going to be something cool happening. And they're just like, yeah, so we did that. They had like 10 psychic mediums come on to the Queen Mary. They split them up. They had them all like... Uh, investigated or just like walk around separately and then come back together to, to compare notes and see whose notes overlaps and if they experience the same things and everything. They basically just showed them at the table like, yeah, so we're, we have them compare notes. And one lady says something about how she thought she heard a wrench clanging. And then the investigator is just like, yeah, I mean, sometimes they say things that you couldn't possibly know how they know. And they just cut away from the table full, full of psychics. I was just like, they must not have gotten what they were looking for there. <laughs> then why even bring it up? It was so weird. Don't I don't know. But you did it at all. I know. It was very strange. That's odd. Yes. But then they go to the investigators who are, you know, walking around, talking to the staff or whatever. And they did something that was very 80s. But I almost feel like it was more effective and creepy than higher tech like EVP or Frank's box thing. I think it's called things that um, I've heard of people do like today to try to capture audio because it was just so simple and it makes it seem like less tampered with to me in a way or like like there's less variation in what could happen. Okay. So they just set up a straight up tape recorder in the uh, bow of the ship for the night. They just set it to record overnight. So when they got it back in the morning, they replayed it and nothing happened for 10 hours. And then around three in the morning, they play the audio of it. It's like banging loud noises, like of like people banging metal in the ship. And they're like, huh. there's no reason that that 
should have happened. Right. Um, they say they're like, we tried to, and I guess there's some mechanical ish noises. Like that sound a little bit weird. Like definitely the banging stood out the most to me, but then I guess there are some like lower key noises and they were like, we tried to recreate those noises and we couldn't figure out how to do it. Like there was nobody here. We locked the area that we put the tape recorder in. So we just don't know. It was just interesting to me that I responded more to that than if you're watching ghost hunters or something and they have an EVP where it's somebody being like, Mary and I'm like I'm like well yeah I hear it but I don't know for some reason just like a simple tape recorder and hearing banging metal was more like oh that's something well because I think I think I'm with you Mm -hmm. I think there's a couple things one somebody could show me actual evidence of a ghost Uh uh-huh but if they're showing it to me on a phone Uh uh-huh or playing me a tape yeah I'm not gonna believe them I might believe them I, I can't believe them as like truly and deeply as if i experienced it but i've definitely like i'm i wish i I don't remember it specifically enough to tell the story but i remember showing it to you there was like something at the sorrel weed house that i went to in savannah that they played people that was extremely freaky to me and i can't remember what it was and it was like i was like oh man that seems legit see i think the problem i've done a lot of thinking about this Mm -hmm. i think i'd have to see it myself yeah i would need to experience it firsthand Mm -hmm. to ever believe it. I don't care who's telling it to me. I don't care. The other thing I think is um, it feels more logical to be like somebody, a ghost, Mm -hmm. uh, who's trying to make contact or whatever, Mm -hmm. would probably only be able to express themselves in strange ways. Right. You know, like, you know, otherwise we'd just be talking to the dead all the time. Mm -hmm. So the idea of banging something against the wall almost feels like just out of frustration. It's more primal too, in a way where it's just like, and again, also just like summoning up energy the same way of that ghost pushing the penny and ghost, which has apparently been very formative to my understanding of ghosts, but it (laughs) it makes sense. It makes sense to me though. Yeah. 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 Well, that movie is almost like (laughs) ghostbusters. They go through the whole thing of like getting logical steps to, we started a business to hunt ghosts. Yes. They like, we see them get a mortgage in that movie. Does that, no one talks about that. We, right. You know, it's ridiculous. But like it's little steps that teach you along the way so that we're all bought into the logic. Yeah. Ghost is like an owner's manual of how <laughs> ghosts operate. How they work. A little bit. Because we get to see. They take us through the process. They take us through the whole process. So like I, I think I'm also with you on that. Mm-hmm. It's like that frustration, mm-hmm. the primal yeah. nature of it. it. Like it feels like somebody at their wits end. Right. Just being like, I, I can't get through to them. Yeah. And then, you know finally now that they're not trying to talk to us anymore and they're just frustrated and banging mm-hmm. something against the wall that's you catch it through. Yeah, yeah totally yeah um, so i liked that i thought that was super sweet that was a nice cap to that segment of unsolved mysteries so today the queen mary is still there you can still stay there and they have leaned into the haunted thing mm-hmm. in a way that i enjoy um for the most part there's a part at the end of it that i am not so nuts about because it just gets a little too hokey for me but there are new investors in the queen mary who in 2018 so just earlier this year have started up multiple kinds of ghost tours i think i, I should rephrase that i think that there were already ghost tours on the queen mary uh-huh. but it seems like they have rebranded and kind of like emphasized it a little more um they have walking tours they have ghost investigations that you can do they have an illusionist who has a paranormal themed show around the queen mary yeah um and they also which i'm interested in recent recently reopened suite b 340 that's a suite that was previously closed because of complaints of it being haunted people said they heard footsteps the faucets turning on and off and the toilet flushing no yeah. I don't want the toilet to flush. No, I was nowhere near it, William. Don't try to pin this one on me. The toilet in my room flushes. What gives? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so they reopened that room for booking. Yeah. Now, here's the part where I think it's a little bit too far. You can buy a package when you book that room that includes a, ch- well, the chest isn't of interest to me. I read a chest with a Ouija board, tarot cards, crystal ball, and ghost hunting equipment. What's your problem with that? I don't know. It's a little bit like too much. It takes it from being like this, like the Queen Mary is this like classy, elegant cruise ship. And they're going to give me like a crystal ball and a Ouija board. Hell yeah. I don't know. Now I like. I'm way into that. Now I'm way into that in a different setting, but this is like a beautiful, elegant ship where I'm into the idea of staying in the haunted suite. But like, let's keep a, a bit of decorum here. Listen. 
When you go to Disney World, there are some off-the-books things you can do. Uh-huh. There are scavenger hunts that uh-huh. they encourage and stuff. There's a whole thing that unless you're a child, you probably yeah. don't even notice. Right. But like kids specifically can do, trying to go from place to place to place, whatever. Yeah. I like the idea that you can opt in. Like, you know, for the for the person that wants to, it's not put in your face otherwise. If it was something that was very class okay, if okay, if I was staying in like some weird junky hotel and they were like do you want the haunted suite extras? And they said it's a chest with a Ouija board, tarot cards, crystal ball, and ghost hunting equipment. I'd be like, hell yeah. Hell yeah I do. But if I'm staying in the Queen Mary, which is like a historic old thing, I kind of don't want the like, like silly stuff. If they offered that at the Stanley Hotel, would you feel the same? Let me think. Um, I wonder if the story just hasn't been told of this boat yet, by the way. What do you mean? I, I know that people have told it, but yeah. like, I'm, I'm wondering if people have not uh, theatrically... Oh, you know. Well, there's that movie. There's that movie, Ghost Ship. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> there is a movie called Ghost Ship. Yeah. You're right. It's I would, I would have to imagine that it's inspired by the Queen Mary. Probably. Um, I don't know. I've, I, I'm not really sure. I actually didn't look into the pop culture reference of this, so I'm not sure if I want that at the Stanley Hotel or not. Maybe there's a little bit more of like a retro factor because of the movie The Shining. Yeah. So a little bit more of a, I guess I'm thinking of this being like a very refined British boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe the Stanley Hotel would be like, yeah, sure. But here I'm kind of like, no, I'll just stay in the haunted suite. It's a classy haunting. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. If there was a sequel seems to The too Shining. Ca- it seems too campy to me, this. The camp factor doesn't match the setting it to me. It is for sure campy. Yeah. If and I was, love camp, but it just doesn't seem to match. If there was a sequel to The Shining mm-hmm. called Shining 2. Yeah. Seven seas. <laughs> it could take place on the Queen Mary. Would you like that? <laughs> I had no. I had nowhere to go with that. I just. I, I would. Okay. Got it. They do. Uh, there is a lady who dances in the ballroom, who's a ghost of the Queen Mary as well. Um, who is just a ghost lady who's been seen there. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Which is shiningy. I love it. Um. So yeah, that's the Queen Mary. I love it. Me love too. It. It's cool, it. right? I, I had no. I had like no familiarity with it. You got to watch the episode. It's so good. Um. I will absolutely have to check that out. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Right. That is great. Now I had a thought, and I'm very glad I didn't forget it. Okay. Because it's really important. Okay. You said. You were like, there's something about it that's hokey. Uh huh. I started thinking, hocus pocus. Yeah. Hokey. <laughs> then I thought, hokey pokey. Yes, that is what I thought of next. I'm not joking. Hocus pocus and hokey pokey. Is there a connection there? That's a really good you question. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. That's what it's all about. That sounds like witchcraft to me. Yeah, you do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. That's what it, that's what it's all about, isn't it, Witchy? That's what it's all about. <laughs> Maybe a question for the future, but I wanted to say it before I you forgot. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. <laughs> As above, so below. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. That would work. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, no, maybe just something to think about. We'll okay. sit on it. We'll okay. we'll maybe talk about that in the future. But I'm it popped cool into my head. I wanted to say it before I forgot. Yeah. Uh, uh, just a little cliffhanger. A little something. Although I might forget in the intervening weeks. <laughs> of course. Anyway. Um, so that's it. That's it. That brings us to the end. That's right. Of another episode of Guide to the Unknown, everybody. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel? Take stock. Feel good. I feel good. Me too. Feel alive. I feel like I want to go cause some mischief. Yeah, let's do it. William, let's go egg each other. Let me have that cabin. <laughs> each other. <laughs> Stand three paces apart and just throw eggs at each other. Uh, Ow. 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 All right, your turn. Yeah. Ow. <laughs> All right, you go. <laughs> okay, here we go. Whoa. Ow. Um, uh. Yeah. Uh, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. Yep. Uh, for having a damn good time with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're watching the video version, uh, once again, Kristen was Weird Al this entire time. Right. I was a goon mm-hmm. from the Batman 1966 show. Um, uh, very fun. Let us know what you were for Halloween. You can hit us up online yeah. at GTTU pod. Tell us what you did for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Share some costumes with us. Post pictures of your costumes yeah. in the Facebook group. Yeah, I would love to see it. Just go to um, facebook.com slash groups slash GTTU. Uh-oh, I'm not sure. Search, Search for, for Guide it. to the Unknown podcast in Facebook. We can only do so much. you got to figure it out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find links to everything on talkbomb.com slash GTTU pod. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. You can go to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash pod. If you'd like to donate money to us, it's kind of like tipping us for enjoying the episodes. And then we've been pooling that money so we can do cool things with it as they come up that, that we can then have like bonus episodes or bonus live things for you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and you can also follow us individually if you'd like to talk to us. Yep. I'm at Chillin' Kristen on Instagram. I'm at Haunted Sponge. Mm-hmm. Please go check out my show Blackwood. Yep. Uh, the first three episodes are out as you're listening to this on Friday. Yeah. Uh, it's about three teenagers who are tracking down the origin of a monster called the Blackwood Bugman. Spoiler alert, they find out it might be a serial killer instead. Right. Is it really a Bugman? Is there really a monster? We're not sure. Kristen, monsters don't exist. They they can't. It doesn't fit into my world of an understanding of humanity. It's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> or is it? Anyway, the first three episodes are indeed out now. It's you can, awesome. I'm very, I'm very happy with it. And People gonna, have been very nice about it, I think. People- I'm going to brag for Will. It's doing very well on the charts on the hot 100s it did pretty well yeah we uh we got the number one spot on mm-hmm. the uh we have their categories yep. on the itunes chart there's the arts thing which like you know there's no fiction side whatever right. but we had the number one spot mm-hmm. uh uh right off the bat uh and we were in uh like we got we got to number 12 the last time i looked on the overall charts it's crazy yes uh so very very happy with it yeah there was an awesome um little shout out on vulture.com by hillary nelson she wrote about the podcast even though it was a true crime podcast right up she was like i can't help myself i just have to say i know it's not true crime but blackwood rules and it's just been like really awesome and surreal and great yeah every stress that you would imagine about releasing a you know a project that you've been working on mm-hmm. entertainment for people to enjoy and, yeah. and being like people are gonna hate this or people are going to you know you know throw Ignore it under it. the bus or something yeah it, it's been very it's been very nice it's yeah. been very uh, uh confirming mm-hmm. that, that like i've been doing the right thing yeah. all year yeah uh which is very great so thank you everybody who has listened to it yeah um as of right now uh, that means that there are only three episodes to go in the season. Right. Uh, so I hope that you will continue to enjoy it. It comes out every Wednesday. You can find links to everything, by the way, on skylarkmedia.com slash mm-hmm. Blackwood, including bonus materials that have been put together by the amazing team at Hunt a Killer, um, who is pulling the strings behind everything. Yep. Uh, uh, they've put together images from the world of Blackwood that give additional story beats that you wouldn't get just from the show itself. Uh, just like fun little things. It's I, so cool. Yeah, it's, it's very insanely cool. cool. So check that out. It's on all major podcast apps. Yeah. Uh, and if you have not listened yet, I really hope that you enjoy it. Uh, it's been a very interesting uh, little ride so far. Yeah. Um, all right, everybody. But we are once again at the end of another mm-hmm. episode of Guide to the Unknown. So thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We will see you next week for another new episode. But for that to happen, we must travel. Back to the netherworld. Go we. Bye. Bye.